you didn't do that very well, did you? Uh, there was a bit of a failure on my part, I guess. Hello. I can only apologise. Do you mind saying hello to the listeners? I do mind. We have listeners, apparently. I'm opening beer and apologising for my lack of opening the beer. <laughs> yes, so you're not opening beer. Uh, yes, hello, welcome to Drunken Tangible, the tenth planet. Mm, yes, the tenth planet. Yes. Not the ninth or the third, but the tenth. Uh, yeah. Do you want to tell them what beer this is? Yeah, I can do. I can't see why we shouldn't. Uh, this is from the Coniston Brewing Company. It is called... And, it, and it's, uh, it's, it's a... It's, Old as Man is, Ale. Is, as this is the last William Hartnell one, we thought we'd drink a beer... Spoilers! ...in his honour. Well, we kind of mentioned this last episode. Did we? Yes. Spoilers! <laughs> That's in case you haven't listened to the last episode yet. We don't want to spoil it. Nobody listens to this. Uh, yeah. So do you want to do your synopsis? Synopsizing? Is this some kind of synopsis? I shall some kind of synopsize this. Good luck with that. Oh, I forgot to do a title for the first one, didn't I? I told you that earlier. Um, I will entitle this one really quickly as... Is this some kind of episode? Is this some kind of episode? Yes. Good choice. Is this some kind of episode? A rocket on an atmospheric testing mission sets off from a base in Antarctica as the travellers wrap up warm and go outside where they find a periscope sticking out of the ice. In the base, Pervy, American and Baldy spot the travellers through the periscope. They are then promptly captured and taken to the base of terrible accents. General Cutler doesn't believe their story. You'd think by now they'd attempt some sort of cover story. But anyway, meanwhile... Two science geeks argue who over who gets to press buttons while the astronauts spot another planet approaching fast between Mars and Venus. And they start losing power. The Doctor, doing his best Darren Brown impression, writes a prediction down in the sealed envelope. Everyone notices this new planet looks like Earth, as quite clearly there's Malaysia and... Wait for coming around again? Yes, that's definitely Malaysia, the most recognisable landmass on planet Earth. By, by Polly. Yes. The Doctor now reveals his sealed envelope to contain exactly what they have just found. The General doesn't trust him, so... Pervy and the American try to break into the Doctor's hut. Pervy goes back to get some equipment. And the spaceship lands. Way... Now it lands. Pregnant robots emerge and kill the American. Pervy then returns with help and approaches the American. But wait, it's a robot dressed as him. The robot kills them. The moral of this story is, you can't trust Americans. They may be killer robots in disguise. Episode 2. While the robots wearing coats make their way to the base, the world's top astronomical experts can't decide what Earth looks like. Due to the lack of coats, because the robots have them, the general orders everyone to exercise, telling them, on your toes. But before they can, the robots enter the base to explain that the planet is Mondas, Earth's long-lost twin. Once upon a time, the Mondasians were suffering short-term lifespan, so in order to solve it, they upgraded themselves with cybernetic parts and called themselves Cybermen. They then went on a trip to the edge of space. Upon reaching an energy crisis, they decided to come back to its twin and pinch their energy. And this is where we are now. Ben tries to get a gun, but to show just how strong they are, one of the Cybermen grabs a gun and bends it with his bare uh, metal hands. Locked up in a cinema room, it is now Ben's turn to form an escape plan. He shines. 
He shines Brokeback Mountain into a Cyberman's face and escapes while it's confused. What? Well, he actually... <laughs> Sexually he, confused. <laughs> yeah. He actually killed him, but whatever. The rocket then runs out of fuel and explodes. The Cybermen explain this is because they were stealing its energy and they need energy from the Earth. All the energy. They offer to take the humans with them to Mondas. See, they're not all that bad after all. Where they will be converted into Cybermen. Ah, there's the small print. Ben bursts into the control room and gives the general a gun, who then kills all the Cybermen, including Cyberman Riker, who has one <laughs> leg up on a chair. The general then mentions his son that is in orbit and says, It's my son up there in that capsule. And you know what happened to the last one? I'm sorry, General, but I don't know what happened to your last son. But I'd very much like to find out. <laughs> then a fleet of spaceships show up on the radar. The moral of this story is keep in touch with your family, or they'll come back to steal your energy. Episode 3. The Useless Son. The Doctor faints for no reason, other than William fell ill in real life, but who cares. The General then contracts his son, Contracts. <laughs> it's a son of virus. <laughs> the general then contacts his son, who says he can't see the spaceships yet. With the Earth being drained of energy, the general plans to use a Z-bomb to destroy Mondas. What? It's not called a Z-bomb. It's called a Z-bomb, but I'm calling it a Z-bomb. Okay. I was going to call it a Z-bomb when it actually came out of Z. <laughs> <laughs> there are two or three Z-bombs in total, or maybe four or five. We don't really care. It's not important exactly how many world obliterating bombs you have, apparently. Anyway, the International Space Council doesn't like this plan. And Cutler doesn't like this, so he locks Ben up again. If only he could do something useful like make coffee or something. Polly then offers to make some coffee, which pleases the general. Science boy says that detonating the Z-bomb will likely kill half the Earth from radiation, so he's understandably not happy with the bomb plan. <laughs> I like that. Polly suggests that they sabotage the bomb. Showing Ben how to sabotage the bomb, he crawls through the ventilation shaft to the bomb room. <laughs> <laughs> but General Cutler finds him and kills him. He really doesn't like Ben, I'm guessing. Meanwhile, some Cybermen land and get killed by some disco lights left on the floor. Oh, the General's son still hasn't seen any spaceships. Polly tries to revive Ben with a magic cloth. Miraculously, it works. The bomb is then launched. The moral of this story is tidy up after yourselves. Otherwise, stray disco lights might kill someone. <laughs> Episode 4. Where are the caves? Despite the failed attempt to foil the rocket launch, it failed to launch anywhere. The General orders Science Boy to get it working again. William Hartnell, now recovered from his illness, awakens. The general's son radios in to confirm that he's still useless and backs up the fact by losing contact with the base. The general, not taking heed of the fact that Assumption is the mother of all fuck-ups, assumes his son is now dead and blames the doctor. For this, Cyberman enters the base and kills him. The doctor thanks the emotionless genocidal robots. The doctor explains how they are on the Cyberman's side by sabotaging the bomb and informs them that their planet will likely explode if it absorbs too much more energy. The Cybermen decide to take their new best friend, the doctor, and Polly, to their ship until the bomb is dismantled. The doctor realises the Cybermen are planning on destroying Earth and radios Ben to tell him to stop dismantling the bomb. Ben has an argument. <laughs> so what? <laughs> argument? Ben has an argument with Dr. Depresso about fighting back, 
who thinks they should just commit suicide. Anyway, Ben wins and kills a few Cybermen with radioactivity, and then Mondas explodes, and all the remaining Cybermen drop dead. No more Cyberman, ever. That's it. All gone. The General's son then radios back in to say, You know how being totally, utterly useless and of no point in this story? Well, nothing's changed. Ben then arrives to rescue Polly and the Doctor. Back in the TARDIS, the Doctor falls on the floor and regenerates. The moral of this story is, Under Siege 2 was right. Assumption is the mother of all fuck-ups. So that was the 10th planet? It was. Not the 3rd planet? It was not. Not the 3rd rock in the sun? Not 30 rock? Not, not the, the not, rock? Not the 5th block from the end? I don't know what that is, but yeah. it was is that. It, is it a movie about Tetris? Have they done a movie about Tetris? I would like to right. see a movie about Tetris. Would you? I would like to see what they did with it. They've done a movie about... Uh, Battleships, maybe you want to watch that. Was that really about battleships, though? Yes. Well, I guess it was. But they literally made a movie about the board game. Was it really about the board game? Yes. I have not seen the movie, so I can't come. That's what, that's what they, they bought the rights to do that, and then made it. Yes, but was the movie actually about, so like, battleships, like bombing Square B2? I think so. Excellent. I think aliens were involved. More, it, was very, I, it was very Michael Bayish, apparently. I'm more interested in that now. If if it actually is more like the board game, I don't think it's very. I, like I just thought it was. I'm like sure there is ships battling and things. I'm sure there's a line like no, there's like alien I thought ships. They just borrowed the name. There's and alien right. ships or something like that because aliens invade using battleships, apparently, as is often the way. So the Cybermen. Yes. Let's get back to the episode. Yes, <laughs> no battleships. <laughs> So the Cybermen, they... Yes. Uh, yes, their first appearance. Their first appearance. Yeah. Just to say hi to everyone. Not really like the Cybermen you see these days. And their last appearance as well, because they all died. Oh, well. So we'll never see them again, ever. <laughs> but they're... Uh, unlike the Daleks, who basically haven't changed at all. No. Really. I mean, Th- They've had a slight accent change. But the Cybermen changed quite a lot. Over time, yes. The many uh, many incarnations. I mean, the Cybermen of the, uh, that we've just seen are like people wearing uh, all body suits with uh, with just random robotic attachments with on them. kitchen racks stuck to them, kitchen yeah. utensils stuck to them. Yeah, it's they're like carrying a full kitchen sink. Yeah, it, it's not a very robotic look. Look, yes. There is a lot of sock wearing. There's <laughs> no Cybermen. Funny enough, I have Cybermen socks. But like giant ah, sock puppets. I'm meant to wear my Cybermen socks today. Did you? Yes. Why didn't you? Are you having a stroke? Why <laughs> I, uh, can you smell toast? I was wearing my, I'm wearing my Santa Claus socks instead. Because it's Christmas? Okay. I just like the fact that it's not Christmas and I'm wearing my Santa Claus socks. Anyway, enough about our yes. socks. We're determined to talk about anything about this episode, apparently. Yes. <laughs> Who cares <laughs> about this episode? <laughs> Which is weird, because it was quite good. Um, the Cybermen actually say resistance is useless. Not futile, it's useless. Didn't I, I, I kept hearing futile, but obviously they said useless, but I heard futile. No, they said useless. I will defer to your judgment. I looked it up in and, the transcript. And notes. Call, uh, and they call themselves Cybermen, apparently. Yes. Seems a bit weird. Yeah. What would you call yourself if you made yourself a robot? 
I'd call myself Robot Gal. You couldn't call everybody Robot Gal. No. I'd like to call everyone Robot Gav. But you, in their new regime, you'd be called Cyberman Gav. I don't like being called Cyberman Gav. Could I be called Cyber Gav? No. Cyberman Gav. I don't like that. I would also be Cyberman Gav. It just seems like a cyber dictatorship. There's no such thing as a dictatorship in cyber world. Yes, there is. Is there? Yep. Okay. It's 11001001. Okay, that might be the binary episode of Next Generation. Um, and yeah, and there was there's a lot of weird things about the the uh, Cybermen. For, for, well, there was one bit where where apparently they can press in, they can press their fingers into your head or onto your head, and it makes you unconscious. I think they were injecting electrical currents that activated certain nerve endings and things. Activated and what? Certain nerve endings oh, and right. things and whatever. I don't know. But we never, they never ever do that again afterwards, as far as I'm aware. Because they all died. Obviously. Obviously. So how could they do it again? Well, they could... They could uh, maybe they did that to themselves and that's how they died. They went, no, and put their hands to their heads and killed themselves. Yeah. Like, like Jesse Pinkman from uh, Breaking Bad. They put their hands to their heads and uh, it, they killed themselves. So could they literally put their their hand into the shape of a gun and put it to their head and it would kill them? I think so, yes. Excellent. But they but because they're robots and they don't have emotions, they haven't got a sense for uh, sort of that comedic impetus or anything or irony or anything. I don't know. Like I, don't know. I think uh, Cybermen stand-up comedy it would be amazing. I'd like to go see it. Yeah. Humans, hum. Well, we'll get the voices in this. But uh, they would let be humans are like this, and Cybermen are like this. Got the great yes. juxtaposition comedy of the Cybermen. Oh yeah, I really wanted to say that. Man. Do you know anywhere we can go see Cyberman stand up? They're all dead, Gav. Is there any old video? For <laughs> is there? Is is there <laughs> any any surviving video footage from Mondas? From Mondas comedy clubs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not that they have comedy clubs because they don't have emotions. <laughs> they don't, but they have comedy clubs where you go in. A Cyberman comes comes up comes up and he stands up and says, "Comedy is futile. <laughs> emotions are wrong." And all the people in the audience say, "This is true." And that's that's that is that is a Superman <laughs> comedy club, and then they all go home, and it's exactly the same every single time. I would pay to see that. This is why not you, much. But this is why you have no money. <laughs> How much would you pay to see that? Pint of a beer. Pint of a beer. Yeah. Do you go into a pub and ask for a pint of a beer, please? Yeah. I have been known to go into a pub and ask for a pint of a beer. Have you? Yes. And what do they give you? Give me a pint of beer. Not a pint of a beer. Well, it is a beer. But do they give you a pint of a beer or a pint of beer? Both at the same time. What, like quantum beer? Yeah. So, which brings us <laughs> to the voices. Yes. They have fantastic voices. The they do. Though, it's, they? it's like the Bane voices of the 60s, 60s and 1960s. Because <laughs> I do, I remember sort of thinking... The, the voices, they used to be really stupid. Yes. 
But having watched it now fresh, because no, I really like these voices. Actually, these are better voices. Well, it's the same. I love the way they talk. The 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 slow down and speeding up thing. And it's the same guy who did the voice of the Daleks, uh, Roy Skelton. He mm. he came up with these voices and and did, and did one of the voices as well. Uh, because the Cybermen aren't the actors who play the Cybermen. They don't actually talk. They just open their mouths for when the Cybermen talk and the people do it off they stage. open the holes in the sock yes thing that the, the, the sock, their head sock <laughs> and uh, <laughs> they, they do the voices so uh, obviously we'll have to put some we'll, we'll, I'll put a bit in here we've got two men in space if we don't act now we won't get them back alive they will not return why not it is unimportant now we must get them back. We'll there is really no point. They could never reach Earth now. But don't you care? Care? No. Why should I care? So, so that's what uh, that's what Seven Men sound like, and it's brilliant. It is. It is. It is. <laughs> I don't know why I just thought of it just now, but it is like the bane of the sixties. It is obviously a stupid voice, but yes, I do like it. It is fantastic. But it, apparently, it's supposed to sound like a computer, so that's that's mm. why that happened. What sort of computer were they listening to in the... Well, this is the 1960s. People didn't have personal computers. But yeah, the uh, the humans' accents were far more stupid, I thought. Well, it depends. On what? Some of them. The Italian guy obviously had a stupid accent. Honest, the, the American ones were terrible as well. That guy is American, I'm sure. It was a terrible accent. Well, the general you're talking about? No, not the general. The one that got killed in episode one. Oh, probably. Of the of the trio, the the boldy, the American, and the fatty, and the boldy. Sorry. <laughs> the general, fantastic though. To him in due course. Yes, we were. Uh, and yeah, there was another great bit where the Cybermen. This were, was a fantastic. Were, were, in Anto- <laughs> were, were, were actually not in the base. They were on Antarctica. They, 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 these people came out to, to find it, to see them, and then they were killed. So the Cybermen, bearing in mind the Cybermen have all these attachments and things, so they're a lot larger than normal people. They have giant hairdress hair dryers on their head. <laughs> yes. So they take the, the human coats and decide to wear them as if it's a disguise. It did work, though. It did From work. <laughs> Don't know why it worked, but it worked. <clears throat> I can see why it worked for that first one because he, he was stood there, and then the the other guys came and they approached him from back, and there's somebody stood in wearing a coat, so he, he presumed it was the American. But why after they've killed but them, he just three, assumed it was the American, rest? but he'd grown six feet since he last saw him. Well, yeah, you're not going to measure him, are you? Hey, you're five foot tall. Well, you're going to notice five foot. Yes. <laughs> but even so, I do measure everyone I meet. But why? You did, never know when they're going to be a Cyberman. But why did they still keep the coats on <laughs> to enter the base and everything? They were cold. Obviously. <laughs> they're only wearing we, socks, for God's sake. We would have taken <laughs> our coats off, but it is a bit chilly in here. <laughs> and then the other Cyberman <laughs> says, but you won't get the benefit when you go outside. <laughs> but we're already outside. Why don't these things happen? I don't know. Go on, tell us your favourite and, the, and then, what well, my favourite bit that the yeah, Cybermen did 
they're in the control room and then it just suddenly cuts to uh, one of the Cybermen and he's got his arm out and he's pointing at somebody for like a good couple of seconds or something and he goes, you! And, 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 but, but the other guy isn't even looking in the direction. Yeah. He's just pointing at the guy mm. with his arms stretched out. Yeah. <laughs> and the other guy's not and even he, looking. And he's not noticed yet so he shouts, you! I'm pointing at you! Listen to me! But it's... Yeah, it's just the way that's cut and everything. It cuts to him where he's already pointing to it, and then there's a delay before he says you. It's fantastic. <laughs> okay, the best thing about the Cybermen is they had names. Cyberman Gav. Cyberman Krang. <laughs> Krang. Yes, it's not just a, uh, a sound effect in the he, comic. He was the cyber leader, wasn't he? I think so. Cyber leader Krang. And... Uh, Cyber adjunctant Carl. No, Jarl, sorry. Jarl. Mm-hmm. What was that all about? I don't know. They never really had names after that, though. Yeah, because they all died. This is a good point. Yeah. What about their disco yeah. lights? Their disco lights was the, the the largest guns in history. I might change my name to Krang. What do you think? No. Okay. Only if you start wearing sock suits. <laughs> Only if I start wearing small coats to make it look like I'm a Cyberman. <laughs> but yes, the guns that they carried out, it's like it was like a massive disco light that they had to hold with two hands. Surely they could have come up with something more compact. Well, yeah. Or they could just walk up to people and stick their hands on their head. Maybe they don't like touching humans. Oh, well, to be fair, who can blame them? Unless they're as pretty as Polly. Who will get to? Yes, and at one point, uh, when they were sort of planning their escape later on, uh, Ben goes, do you really think those Cybermen intend to let us live? And uh, one of the science guys dies and he says, they gave us their word, didn't they? Yes, that, that's uh, that's what the Cybermen are famous for. <laughs> well, they've only just Backing met them. up the promises. They've only just met them. And I, they're I all know dead. They They're all dead now, Gav. You don't need <laughs> to worry about it anymore. <laughs> Yes, so, so that's fine. <laughs> You're the one who started this. I know. <laughs> but they don't sound like trustworthy fellows. There's a bit where the Cybermen, Krang maybe, I don't know, or John, whatever his name is, he says there are people, di- there are, well, you, yeah, there are people dying all <laughs> over the world. Why don't you care about them? It just sounds like a Cyberman trolling on the internet, you know, saying someone's Saying something about a celebrity dying. It does, but I I like their arguments. Do you want to become a Cyberman? Is that is that what you're saying? Yeah. Or you want to be dead like them? Is that what you're saying? I don't want to be dead. That that'd be being dead would be rubbish. But I want to be like a Cyberman, minus the sock thing and and the kitchen sink. And well, you bought enough socks today. You could dress up like a Cyberman. It's that there were black socks, not white though. Oh, well, anyway. You could go as a ninja cyber A cyber ninja. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Bubbles the cyber ninja. Bubbles the what? The cyber ninja. <laughs> what do you say? It's not what I said, but it's what I said now. Uh, and there was another bit where uh, one of the... One of the uh, I think it's Ben, is it? Was talking to a cyberman? Someone was talking to a cyberman. Mm-hmm. And uh, I listed about Mondas burning up. And the mm-hmm. cyberman was like, Mondas will not burn up! But, like it was a teenage girl... Who'd just been told Justin Bieber had a girlfriend. <laughs> it was hilarious. 
I, I'd like to uh, say the Cybermen get better, but I don't know that they do. I don't on know. On account the, of them the, all being dead. Because the Cybermen are already awesome. There was nothing wrong with the Cybermen. Apart from they lost horribly. That's only because the planet exploded and all their energy Yeah, source. do you notice that? Do you notice that? The Daleks' first appearance, they uh, couldn't leave the city because of the static thing. That, that we got fucked off in the next episode. And then Cybermen, they apparently can't exist without Mondas. That got fucked off in their next episode. They're <laughs> <laughs> really not thinking ahead with these uh, <laughs> not. when they're creating these characters. <laughs> so Mondas then, from the, yeah. Latis, from the Latin Mundus, meaning mm. world. Mm. What does Earth mean? It's from the Latin Erte, meaning planet. I ain't going to believe you, but... <laughs> I sounded plausible, so that's all that matters. Uh, yeah, so it's 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 the tenth planet. Pluto wept. So it's actually the ninth planet. Yeah, per Pluto. It gets devoted to another planet, comes wandering in, and takes its place. Although it's 1986, it's space year 1986, so Pluto <laughs> is, still the, it's still the ninth planet at this stage. So it is the tenth yeah, planet. I guess. Uh, it looks like Earth, apparently. Well, as you mentioned, uh, well, we, we they haven't decided yet. It exploded before the uh, top world's top astronomical experts could decide whether it looked like Earth or not. Did they not just turn their TVs upside down? I don't know what they did. Not in a Fresh Prince of Bel Air kind of way. In what kind of way? Fresh Prince of Bel Air. His world turned upside down. Oh. I was thinking too and, much of the turning a TV and, upside down. And I'd like to take a minute to, to sit right here to tell you about the 10th planet. Go on. Or many more minutes than that. The Z slash Z bomb. Yes. Uh, I'm guessing they called it that because the other 25 didn't work. All that because it's the last hope for... Peace? That's about one Everything. It's, it's, oh, the, last it's hope. the last best hope. <laughs> God, you got a reference. It's the last, <laughs> so it's the last. It's the last hope for everything. It's a it's a bomb that can destroy the planet. Yes. God, if only they thought of that. So, so, so this new planet that comes along, mm-hmm. Earth is going to destroy it with a planet destroying bomb. Mm. In in comparison, Pluto did get off quite lightly. <laughs> yes. We're going to demote you to <coughs> Planetoid. Really? Uh, we're blowing this other one up. No, that's fine. You can demote me. I'm fine with that. <laughs> you. Just leave me alone. I'll just hang around back here. I'm pretending I'm an asteroid or something. I don't want to be a planet if that's what you do to planets. <laughs> and I like Science Boy's uh, vague explanation of the uh, the bomb as well. What, what was it? Just give us, give of, us of the effects of the bomb. Well, Polly asking him what would happen if we set the bomb. Well, there would be possibly a certain loss of life <laughs> and some effect to the vegetation. Oh, that's brilliant! Thanks. That's rather informative. If you punch someone into some rhododendrons, that has the same effect as that bomb, <laughs> apparently. Yes. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. He's an idiot. So it's scientist where you go. Mm. <laughs> Stop reading ahead. I can't help reading ahead. Read your Matrix first, but... Yeah, I did like uh, how on these episodes uh, for the 
credits there, sort of like a Matrix effects background there, sort of like machine code. Or well, 1960s Matrix effects. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> just machine code, just uh, scrolling past the background of the credits. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, they've been Which doing that a lot recently. They've done it on War Machines. Mm. And the rest. And the rest. Can't think of the other ones. <laughs> we have mentioned it at the time, though. Yeah, but I, I, yeah, I do like when they do something different when the credits. To, to be honest, it's I think fun. they uh, they should have had the Cybermen read them in a style of my choosing, and that style will be in the style of Cyberman. <laughs> I would have the Cyberman do it in the style of Daleks. The Doctor was played by William Hartnell. <laughs> the Cyberman reading it in the style of Daleks. Yeah. Oh, never never mind all this shit that we're saying now. You know how in the uh, the Daleks and Cybermen trash talking each other in the new series? Yes. They of should. course I do. It is my ring to them. I know, and I'm sick of it now. It's ruined it for me for life. We uh, never mind all that. They should have had it. The sixties Daleks and the sixties Cybermen trash talking each other. That's got to be in YouTube somewhere. Someone doing the, doing the same voices, doing the same thing, but in the style of the of earlier voices. But it's not. But there will be a porn version of it. <laughs> I think there is a porn version of a Dalek story or something. Sorry for all the like kid listeners. Uh, why are you listening? <laughs> yeah, this is an 18 limit. Or 25 even. Have we mentioned the base is populated by various national stereotypes? No, but you just did then. Have we? No. Should we? Do we need to? We mentioned the Italian and the... I think we should just take the base bit out and go yeah. straight on to the beer. Yeah. So the beer, the Old Man Ale. A few interesting things about this. It tastes as the name says. <laughs> tastes of old man. It just tastes like a very traditional English bitter that you, an old man, would drink in the corner of a pub somewhere. It's uh, the the champion beer of Britain apparently in '98. With its old money, and that's probably 1898. And it says best served as, uh, in, at uh, 58 degrees Fahrenheit. Mm-hmm. Again, who uses Fahrenheit these well, days? Well, old men go. Obviously. That's why. So this was this was made in Cumbria. Apparently. And, uh, I'm and deferring it's been to your in, reading judgment. And it's it. been imported to uh, Massachusetts? I don't know. It's been imported to Massachusetts, and then we bought it in the UK via Massachusetts. So it's come a long way. Yeah, so this beer is actually travelling more than most people. It's actually travelling more than some old men. But yeah, we decided to drink this. The tenure was like, obviously, being William Hartnell, an old man. He's an old man, yes. I think it's quite apt. Hmm. Plus the lack of Cybermen beers. Yes, <laughs> which is unfortunate. <laughs> Well, they all died out, you see, so that's why uh, we don't really get them anymore. Mm-hmm. I suppose if you could get one, they'd be going for quite a pretty penny. Quite a pretty penny? Yeah. What are you, Dick Van Dyke now? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yo. Yeah, it's a, it's an unremarkable bit beer, isn't it? bit like space. Yeah. bit like uh, uh, the, the planetoid regular one. Yeah, nothing on the It's just bog standard bitter. So do you just call it bog standard beer? But then we wouldn't have had anything to buy for this. I would buy a bit of called Bog Standard Beer. You could that could literally be the the radio advertising slogan. Would have to be in mm. your accent. I would buy a Bog Standard Beer. Or 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 a uh, Cyberman accent. 
Or a Cyberman and Bane talking about which uh, which bitter they would buy. Make that under that now. I will. Do it straight after this. Back to the episode then, yes. The uh, Doctor. The, the main man himself. I see he's got back to uh, playing games again. Yeah. Yes, he's doing magic tricks. Yes. What, his envelope thing? Yeah. Because why, why, why did he write down a prediction on his envelope? Because <laughs> <laughs> he what the hell was that about? Because because he has Polly as his glamorous assistant. He's so oh, yes. <laughs> Polly, uh, we haven't worked together before, have we? <clears throat> hmm? Have we? Hmm? <laughs> I would like to see the first Doctor do magic tricks with Polly as his glamorous assistant. I am now going to use my ring of uh, magical <laughs> ability. Sorry. Uh, and then his his idea, of course, is whenever they arrive in Antarctica, because of the, and the doctor says, Arctic wind. Mm-hmm. No, I think you'll find it's Antarctic wind. They, uh, he, he makes them put on, a, put the, put on a coat as if they're going to the shops. It's fucking Antarctica. You'll freeze to death. It was a furry coat. It was a furry coat. It was still a coat. Maybe it was one of his uh, furry coats, like the episode that we shall not mention. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) The web planet. That had some sort of protective field around it. Like that had a breathable atmosphere cloak thing. Okay, I'll agree with that. That that, that wins you a no prize. Yes. No prize gained. Uh, He makes a deal with the Cybermen. And as we will see along the years, that always works out well for people. Yes. <laughs> they are known to keep their end of their bargains. The Doctor is the first victim <laughs> of the deal with the Cybermen. It's actually what uh, started the recession. Cybermen deals. Yeah, they all fell through. And what was the Doctor doing at the end of the episode when he locked Ben and Polly out? Uh, it seemed to be implied that he was under some kind of un, uh, invisible force or unseen force or something that uh, was doing some chain regeneration thing to him or something. But he managed to break free just to let them in at one point. Whatever it was, it was fucking weird. And it didn't make sense. So that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and, uh, and what... And the doctor, he said, uh, "Just this might have been this. This was a contender for for my quote, but it's not." Mm-hmm. Yeah, he said, uh, "Sort of just before he regenerated, well, just before he left the base to go back to the TARDIS." Yes. Yeah, he said, uh, "It's all over." That's what. Well, he Ben said, said about it because the, the, the same we did, it's all mm-hmm. over, and he said, "It's all over." That's what he said. It's far from being all over. But he said it like uh, better than me. It was all weird because he was like, What did you say? It's all over? That's what you said. It's far from being all over. It was very very weird. And then then it was over. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they thought it was all over. It is now. Hey! Sports reference. So, Ben, your favourite companion. Tell us all about Ben, Kat. Who said Ben was my favourite companion? I just did just now. Did you? Oh, I didn't know my uh, favourite companions were based on your decisions. So, they're always based on yours. Well, anyway, the third story in for uh, Ben and Polly, and uh, and yet again facing more killer robots. I would point out seven men aren't robots. 
Yeah, it's not like you to be technical about things, is it? I'm never technical. It might be my catchphrase, but... It does, ben does seem to always want to bugger off to the TARDIS and not do anything. Yes, at the every single available opportunity, can we bugger off to the TARDIS, can we escape, can we go, can we go, can we go, can we go? When are we going yet? Are we going yet, Doctor? Can we go? Are we there yet? It's like that all episode. Are we there yet? Yes, we're here. Oh. Can we go now? Because <laughs> in the smugglers, he wanted to leave and not save people. And in this one, he uh, he, he wanted to go back to the Dardis. I think it was all before it kicked off or something, but uh, even so. And then he was imprisoned in the cinema room. He would have stayed there, but the uh, woman selling the ice cream let him out. And and he wasn't overly fond of uh, Brokeback Mountain. So there you go. And he wasn't overly fond of Brokeback Mountain. I did like that he uh, he, he didn't want to kill. He, he was quite traumatised about killing that person. Cyberman, sorry. Yeah. I, I just saw this as yet more proof of, uh, really, is he in the Navy or is he just... Uh, you is did, he just telling stories again? I, I've yet to see any proof that he's been in the Navy. But you do realise people who are in the armed forces don't all kill people. Well, it's part of their job to kill people. It's not. It is. If you work in... in you can work in like the Army or the, or the Air Force recruiting people. It doesn't mean you're, part of your job is to kill people. All right, not if you're on front line and stuff. You, you can be like the data entry in the Navy or something. Yeah. That's probably what he is. But as I'm saying, it's not your job. I mean, you're nowhere near that. You're not even given training to kill people. I'm still getting no feeling that he's from the armed forces in any way. Well, that's just because he always wanted to leave. Well, well, apparently he just wants to leave everywhere, so maybe he was in the Navy for about five minutes. He's just a selfish bastard. Nothing wrong with Ben. He's a scaredy cat. I don't don't know why he signed up for the Defence Force. I liked that uh, he was... Didn't want to kill the person. Cyberman. Cyberman. It is an admirable trait. So what? Admirable trait. Admirable trait. Yeah. I don't think he was in this episode. No, he wasn't. Let's talk about so, your favourite then, Polly. Yes, Polly. The pretty one. So she makes the coffee in this episode. Yes, she does, yeah. Let me have a look at my... It was a very important and pivotal role in the story, I think. Let, the find. Me, uh, let me have a look at my watch. Yep, it was still the 1960s. Yes, Andy. And then she's kidnapped by the Cybermen. Mm-hmm. I guess they must like coffee as well. See? Pivotal role. Everybody wants a coffee. That's, they uh, heard it was so good earlier on. So, yeah, that's what she does in this story. She makes coffee and is kidnapped. She also came up with a plan to sabotage the bomb. Which didn't work. Which didn't work because Ben got killed. Apparently you were been watching a largely different episode from what I've been watching. I definitely know. As far as I know, Ben isn't dead. What? Well, the general came in and threw him down a big hole, and he died. And then Polly revived him. <laughs> oh, I see. She yeah. makes coffee, <laughs> and she's also the son. The, 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 she's also Jesus. Yes. <laughs> see, now it's making more sense. Isn't it? And I like how uh, when Ben got locked up in the cell. With Dalton's. I like how Polly and the science boy can uh, walk in freely and that, but getting out of there, no, can't do that. I was like the guard came in to check on him just to make sure that Ben's still there. And Polly had to hide under the covers to pretend to be Ben. 
She could get in easily. She's a bit she could. She's she's very good at pretending she's a boy, isn't she? She she doesn't pretend to. She just gets mistaken as <laughs> well. I still don't know how. So your favorite character, General Cutler. <laughs> yeah. He's uh, he's very patient <coughs> and listens to everyone's opinions. Wait, sorry, General Cutler. Sorry, I was thinking of someone else. <laughs> A possible U.S. accent. Maybe. Well, I, di- I didn't have any problems with it. Exactly. That's what I'm yeah. Saying. It's it's not it's not uh, Stephen's U.S. accent. That's what we're saying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm from Alabama. <laughs> but yeah, I did like him. He had a, a lot of good uh, quotes and things that I thought. Why don't you give us three? How about I give you two? <laughs> okay. I saw there were two, that's why I asked for three. <laughs> <laughs> when he was, uh, I think, was he talking to Ben after he killed the Cyberman? Yes. Yeah, I think he goes. Uh, Wait! Yes. Yeah, and he goes, uh, don't apologise, he's dead, isn't he? Yeah, that was quite a nice little um, scene between the, th- the, th- the few of them. And uh, Tolkien, because, because Polly says yeah. after that, I think you're enjoying this. And he said, "My son's up there," and she says, "I'm sorry." Why are you sorry? So a dick. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, talking to the doctor, you keep your old opinions to your old self. He just, he didn't, he really didn't like the doctor. He kept putting mm-hmm. him down like that at all times. That's because the doctor knew <coughs> infinitely more than he did. Yeah, and as for the uh, third quote that you asked for, uh, that will be my quote later on. Well, I was going to say that. So, uh, his son, what use was he? None whatsoever, apparently. Apparently, yes. But but he was like, uh, no, I'll rescue you. It's okay, son, I'll rescue you by destroying a planet and releasing a large amount of radiation into space and thus probably kill you. Yes. <laughs> Gee, thanks, Dad. <laughs> Well, he did say it will release the radiation that kills half the planet whilst his son was on the other side of the planet. So he will save his son, but he will kill, what, three billion people? There was only millions they talked about. So in 1986, there were only millions of people, apparently. Well, yeah, which, that, makes, which makes that population, exponential growth, <laughs> which of population growth in the last 20 years look awful. <laughs> well, we have got busy. <laughs> Maybe it's from all that radiation. But yeah, that's true. Also, uh, General Cutler pronounces Cyberman as if it's a sus- if it's if it's a surname. He says, well, it like, says like Spiderman. Yeah, Spiderman, Cyberman, <laughs> Krang. That's his name, Krang Cyberman. <laughs> <laughs> it works in a call center. Hello, I am Krang Cyberman. How can I direct your call? I would like to see a sitcom featuring Krang Cyberman. What would be the scenario? He'd be, in a, he'd be in a call in centre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he'd have a boss who didn't like him. General would, Cutler would be his boss. Would he be a Dalek? Oh, even better. Dalek would be his <laughs> boss. And, 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 and it'd be, could... be an allegory for racism. Wow. Oh, well, you don't like serious things, do you? Mm. It's too serious. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be. It's going to be subtly. You know, you won't get it. You wouldn't have got it unless I told you that. So it'll be fine. Yeah, one thing I didn't mention during the uh, synopsis was the International Space Command or something that they kept reporting back to General Collier and kept getting his directions from and stuff like that. And yeah, it was very international, the International Space Command. I'm sure there was like an, there was like yes. an African and African dress yeah. and everything, just hanging and around in the background. And the yes. French guy was the uh, was the, was the leader. But yes, 
Yeah, and he, he went there for advice and he said, no, we must do exactly what we are doing. So nothing then. Yeah. That, sounds, that, that's like, sounds like command to me. Yeah. <laughs> and at the end, once everything had done, they uh, asked for a report because nothing, not even Cybermen, stopped bureaucracy. No. Can't get in the way of that. Uh, and they no. mentioned George Bank. Yeah, I, I did like how I got to mention. It was obviously the big sort of observatory of the day there in this area. But I did like how it got to mention. This area being England. Yes. <laughs> As opposed to this area. I meant this area of the time of currently occupying being England. Yep. So, uh, the original idea for this story was that uh, it was a space capsule which had been drained of energy and the culprits being star monks, which I think J.J. Abrams is directing now, who came from Earth, heretofore unknown twin planet. So not too much different, except for the star monks bit. Yes, just being sub-puppet robots. Yes, sub-puppet robots. I'd like to see that TV show. Uh, and just after the story was greenlit, the producer got permission to replace the Doctor. Did the producer ask to replace the Doctor then? Yes. The producer and script editor before this producer and script editor asked to replace the Doctor and they were refused. But this one asked and they got permission. Did he have some incriminating photos of him and his album? Well, it, um, he's ill, basically. William Hartnell was ill. And he was, in fact, ill for episode three, so he couldn't do that. And uh, it's just more and more difficult to work with, apparently, as well, because of his illness. And he hated humans. And he hated humans. But he was pleased that uh, Trouton was his replacement, apparently. Well, because he, he, he was a good actor. Yeah. I can't see why would you be displeased about that. Apart from losing your job, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it was just very difficult for him to remember lines and things because of his uh, illness. Which I could look up and find out what it is, but I can't remember. Uh, oh, I didn't mean that to be called. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ah, serious. Ah, serious. It's serious, we're talking about this illness now. We can't have comedy. Do, 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 do. The regeneration. Oh, the regeneration. I quite like the regeneration, considering it was from 1966. Did it quite well. Originally, they were going to have uh, the Doctor be covered with a, with a coat at the end of this episode. And at the start of the next one, they were going to pull the coat away. And it was going to be Patrick Trenton. But then um, they realised that they could do this this effect with increasing the light and then doing it again. And looking like he's changed from one to another. Ah, so you mean more of the, the special effects for the regeneration rather than the actual regeneration? Yeah. Scenario. Scenario. Don't use the word scenario. People, people at work do that. It's a very work word. People at my work don't use scenario. What do they use? Things. 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 They say things. I don't know whether you're serious or not. How could that possibly be serious? I don't know. It's like a work thing. Uh, so, yeah, I quite like that. But it does feel like a second Doctor story, this Tenth Planet. Does it? But with the first Doctor. See also Diamonds Are Forever, mm. which feels like a Roger Moore story, but with Sean Connery. Um, it, it it sort of did have a slightly different flavour to it. It's it's very much how it's a base under threat, but from from an, like the Cybermen, and there are there are a few of few Patrick Jackson ones like that. 
Is there? I don't, I can't remember, so I shall find out. In due course. Thusly. Thenly. What thenly is your quote? Uh, my quote is then the third quote from uh, the general uh, upon pretty much first meeting the doctor and says, I don't like your tone, sir. And mm. I don't like your face, nor your hair. Mm. Sergeant? And uh, yours will be... Mine is the Cyberman and the Doctor discussing emotions. And it goes a little something thusly. Not like that. Nothing like that. Feelings. I do not understand that word. Emotions. Love. Pride. Hate. Fear. Have you no emotions, sir? Final thoughts, Gav. Of the Tenth Planet. It is a very good story. It is a very good story. It helps a lot. We, we had episodes to watch. Yes. Apart from the fourth one. Fortunately, yes. the regeneration still existed. It was a good reconstruction for the fourth one as well. So. Well, it was one that was done for a BBC video. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, very professional. Yeah, I liked it. Mm-hmm. It, was a, it, was a, it was a it was a good, quite a nice send-off for the... But he wasn't in the third episode, but quite a nice send-off for the, mm-hmm. for the first Doctor. Yeah, and it also introduced and killed off a main uh, villain. Who will we never see again? Ever. That's it. Go. Until a few months' time. Um, if you want to email us or or, or ask questions on Twitter, uh, drunkentimetravel at gmail.com or yes. at drunktimetravel. The other links are on our website. Yes. Find them out, you lazy bastards. Thank you. Next time, I'm writing a synopsis and it's The Power yes. of the Dalek. Yes. Which you could sing along to using the tune to The Power of Love. Or not, if uh, if you like enjoying yourself. So, as we're drinking our beer, we uh, I think, I think we'll leave him with a quote, which is yes. quite apt. It says, Winston Churchill, which was said after the Battle of Alamein. And it goes thusly. This is not the end. This is not even the beginning of the end. It is, instead, the end of the beginning. You call them emotions, do you not?